Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we talked with Isabella, Pat, and Chad. Everything from, it's National Pie Day, <laughs> some different types of pies, listed some of our favorites. We talked about ways to be authentic online, specifically in crisis communication situations, when you're dealing with maybe posting something that you shouldn't have and dealing with the feedback from that. And then also about all of the weird and strange holidays that are out there and how your brand can tie in with those and make it bigger and more social friendly. So let's get into this week's episode number 70, the good and the bad of celebrating holidays on social media. So with Monday being Martin Luther King Day, we saw a lot of brands trying to incorporate that into their marketing. And so today I want to focus on talking about, you know, when is that appropriate to incorporate, how to incorporate that, and then also a few random holidays that people have been incorporating as well. So today we have with us Isabella. Hello. And Pat as always. Hey. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) So guys, what do you think about seeing the Martin Luther King posts in your feed from brands. Well, that one that one specifically is, is extra tough just because of the overtones to it, the political overtones and the racial overtones and everything, not overtones, but just the sensitivity of that one. Um, other holidays are a little bit easier to deal with um, because you don't have that. And I think people are extra critical for a holiday like MLK Junior Day. Um, I've seen a couple blogs since Monday of just calling out bad tweets and bad Instagram posts from brands who honestly shouldn't even be involved in this conversation. But for some reason, they felt the need to, you know, put up a a post on that day. And now they're kind of getting ripped to shreds about it because it was insensitive or badly designed or or whatever. So MLK Junior Day is a little bit difficult of of one to jump in on. But that was Monday. So it it is, you know, there, there there are certain brands that should get involved and then there are certain ones that that shouldn't and that's up to every company to decide if if you want to i don't know i guess for for me if you want to be involved in the conversation and have a conversation around it go ahead and post about it but if you just want to do a post to say happy mlk junior day maybe that's a holiday that you should sit out well and especially if it's one that you feel like there's um like you never want to feel like you're obligated to post or say about anything. You always want to make sure that you're taking the time to sit, think about your company, what you do, what your brand is, what you're normally talking about, what you're normally involved with on a day-to-day basis. Because you're also wanting to make sure that the content that you're creating, no matter if it's a special holiday or not, that it makes sense and it is consistent with the rest of your brand. So it's not anything like, really off the wall for uh, your audience and the people that you're normally communicating with. You just want to take some time to think about, is this message that I'm putting out there really authentic with my brand? Because at the end of the day, like Pat said, if it's not, people are going to call you out. And then you have a whole other different thing on your hands um, where you could have just not said anything and went kind of along as business as usual. And that goes for Martin Luther King Jr. Day or even any other holiday that could appear, whether it's one based off of religion or if it's just a funny, goofy one. Like if it doesn't make sense with your brand, you don't you don't have to post about it. It's that, okay. That was I was gonna ask you about that. What do you think about I mean, take Thanksgiving or Christmas, like the big American national holidays yeah. that are that are um, that are celebrated. Does that go for that too, or are those like Fourth of July or something like that? Can, is it easier to jump jump in and just do a post on those days, or do you have to have the same level of thought before 
any post for those. I guess for me, I always think about things creatively. Um, so as long as the creative that you're doing kind of makes sense with the brand, it is very easy to jump on, you know, do like happy Thanksgiving posts. Um, or if you're posting about like a lot of my clients, their brick and mortar stores. So then we're posting and saying, like we're going to be off Thursday and Friday to celebrate with our families, uh, from our family to yours, happy Thanksgiving, enjoy your holidays or whatever. Um, so jumping in on those conversations, I would say definitely is a little easier. One of my clients though, um, the owner is Jewish though. So we don't, we don't do happy holidays. That just isn't something that we talk about and have decided not to talk about. And that's okay. No one is missing out on the happy holidays post. We'll post about gifts and stuff like that, but we just decided that that isn't something we're going to post about. That's okay. Isabel, I loved how you used that word authentic when you were describing, you know, when you should post or not. I think that's a huge thing that people don't take advantage of um, enough in their branding where it's like, yep, you know, MLK Junior Day is trending on Twitter right now. Let's put out a post and jump on that train. I need to be in that conversation. It's like, it's well, like do no, you? No, you don't. And yeah. I definitely think it it's totally dependent on your brand. Because like in the past, I've worked with you know um, a religious-based organization. And it's like, we're going to say Merry Christmas on that post versus another client was going to say Happy Holidays. So it's really up to you and your values and what your brand stands for and the audience that follows your brand. Yes, exactly. That's really going to depend on if you should be posting about that or not. And Almost every brand is going to be posting around certain holidays. And yep. so like like Isabella said, I think I think it's valuable to, to think, do we need to post? Like what's one more happy Thanksgiving post or what's one more happy Memorial Day post at that point? Because there are so many out there from that are gonna be more visible from the, mm-hmm. the big name brands that, you know, is it necessary for you to even bother? for some holidays and then there's also you guys kind of mentioned the the weird holidays yeah that people i mean there's so many of them now every day there's a different random holiday like um today is national pie day which what eat a piece of pie folks important (laughs) (laughs) it's important part of your daily diet thanks for bringing in pie for the podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh shoot But, you know, there's all of these random holidays, National Puppy Day, National Popcorn Day. And I mean, you literally could develop a 365 day content calendar around every single holiday if you wanted to. But you don't because not all of those are related back to your brand. So that's just another thing to think about. Um, there's a really great site. And Isabel, I know you go to this a lot that has all the holidays listed. Yeah, what is that called? it's called HolidayInsights.com. So, Holiday I mean, Insights. it's super basic, like easy to remember. And it just it's like you said, it's all kind of the weird, like goofy holidays. But I would almost say that some of those can be when used appropriately. Like we said, making sure they're authentic, they match up with your brand. Like don't jump in on National Pie Day if you're like a car dealership. Like it doesn't doesn't quite meet that correlation unless maybe you serve pie to your customers. Uh, every day they come in and you can say every day is National Pie Day here at blah, 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 because we give free pie to our customers when they come in. So then it's appropriate. Um, but looking at some of those conversations, I think almost can be more valuable for a business. Like I think about if you're a food um, brand, it can be really beneficial before like a Thanksgiving or like a Christmas holiday or anything like that. Post about those things beforehand and insert yourself in that conversation and say, you're thinking about the holidays, making some food, like here's a recipe that's on our blog uh, that you can use one of our products for and you're getting people thinking about it even beforehand, but that's still a way to kind of be 
in the conversation, but doesn't necessarily have to be like that, like one specific day. It's kind of bringing up that messaging during that month or whatever. Side note, have you guys heard of Sarah's Tipsy Pies? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Just a side note. Yes. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to say no. I was like super no, excited to describe yeah. it. Oh, so well, you still can. For anyone listening, if you haven't, Sarah's Tipsy Pies, she's based out of Stillwater? She's from Minnesota. From Minnesota, that sounds for sure. accurate, yeah. And she inserts liquor into her pie. So she has like a Jameson apple pie and she partners with like Jameson or two gingers or something. Um, so National Pie Day, she's she better be promoting that. I'm hoping she is. I Sarah, so. we're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> but check her out. Um, just total side note. Here, here's a question I have that you guys probably know better than I do. How does one of these lesser known National Pie Day, for instance, how does that become a trending topic on Twitter? Like some, I mean, some of, some days these do and some days these don't when they catch on, but is it because say Coca-Cola posts about it and then a bunch of other people hop on board or are more and more social media and marketing people checking these holidays to see what they can do? And so there's more small, medium-sized brands posting about it. I, I'm just wondering if you have any insight on like how how those lesser known holidays that don't really mean anything become a, a trending topic? That's a great question. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, I'm looking at Twitter right now and national pie day is trending right now on yeah. Twitter. Um, and our coworker Hannah just tweeted about it. Of course she did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, is it because social media people are like, Oh, it's a national holiday. Let's tie in with this. Or is it something with the algorithm that people are just naturally talking about that? I don't feel like it'd be the latter. <laughs> I feel like whenever I see anything like that, it always is like a bigger like brand um, is talking about it initially and it just is kind of rolling. But then as soon as it hits where you start seeing it in like a trending feed or something like that, that's when you get a lot of the like smaller, medium sized brands that then kind of start integrating that message in unless they are someone that is like, watching and paying attention, looking on the holidayinsights.com or whatever, and is going and seeking out those hashtags to utilize for their brand. I feel like it once it all depends on the people too. And you have to look at like the list of what's trending that day. And you can probably figure out if like something is going to actually be a trending topic or if it's just a random holiday, you know? Looking at the tweets, um, like USA Today posted about National Pie Day, and they're talking about the history of it. And then Giordano's Pizza, the best kind of pie, pizza, pizza pie. pie. So, I mean, Science Museum of Minnesota posted about this. Um, so, again, interesting. <laughs> I saw E! News did one. I mean, it looks like it's a gift from parks and recreation yep. and it's pies are just sweet calzones and <laughs> yeah that's obviously and yes yeah i was like i'm not as familiar with <laughs> all of that stuff yeah like the theater cafes posting about their pie um that they obviously sell in the cafe so it's it's really interesting what brands have decided oh my gosh the beatles honey pie like just different things like that and what they're jumping onto. Um, okay, so, so we have to answer this question. Um, this was someone tweeted this out. It's National Pie Day. You can only eat one of these pies for the rest of your life. Ooh. What do you pick? French silk, blueberry, pecan, apple. Pat, go. Apple, for sure. Not even a question. Isabella? I would do French silk. Oh, I'd do French silk, too. A yeah. chocolate lover in me. Yeah. Oof. Dang. So what are um. some other like weird holidays um, that are out there? Obviously, today's Pie Day, but... 
Is there anything that you've incorporated into your content calendars, Isabella, that you're like, this fits for this brand, actually, even though it's a little obscure? Can I jump? Yeah. You, you yeah. think about that. I can, I'm just going to jump in. When I was in college doing a student radio show, these national quote unquote national holidays were some of the best things to talk about. And after I left student radio, I was like, I'm never, never going to worry about these lesser known holidays again. And here I am worrying about these lesser known holidays again. They were great topics for the radio and now they're great topics for social media, I guess. Great topics. That's maybe an overstatement. Who creates like who creates the holidays? Who decides this? Who decides this? this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like today's going to be national, you know, popcorn day like how who comes up with that the popcorn industry of the u.s probably we're actually yeah, working not with, mad about it we're working yeah. with the client <laughs> we're working with the client right now and they do dance costumes and they specifically they specialize in crystals and so national spark sparkle day is at the end of february so we're talking about doing a big campaign around national sparkle day mm-hmm. so again there's a holiday for everything yeah i'd say some of my favorite ones um that I've done before is there's like name your car day, which I already like named my car the second I got it. But that's kind of a fun one to incorporate with like a car brand and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There's national pizza day coming up in February. And one of my clients is a carpet cleaning service. And we're posting about that and saying like, you just enjoy your your meal. We're, We're, we'll worry about any pizza stains that may come up like afterwards. And just once again, incorporating it, um, incorporating yourself into the discussion. National Parents Day. Um, I have a birth center that I work with, so talking about parents and stuff like that. Um, there are lots of weird food ones. Um, I used to work for one that was like chocolate dipping stuff, and that was always fun to go and look and see. And like National Pecan Day, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, National, and there's just all the different ways that you can kind of incorporate. In basically anything that you can think of, there is probably a day that it's a holiday. So, so talk about like the the carpet cleaning company that you and you're celebrating National Pizza Day. Yeah, that's kind of a a, a <laughs> tangential way to to celebrate or to post about National Pizza Day. Is that inserting that brand when it doesn't need to be inserted? Or is is that an okay? I mean, obviously you're posting about it, so it's you've deemed yeah, it okay. Yeah, are but, you calling me out right but now? But what's what's the thought process behind <laughs> that? Because it's it's not a pizza company. Yes, exactly. So for us, we think about things that leave stains. What is gonna make your carpet dirty? Uh, so we think about pizza. You think about red sauce. Have you ever tried to get red sauce out of clothes? Imagine trying to get that out of your carpet. So for us, it's a way to tell people, you go, you celebrate this day. We'll take care of the mess. Uh, we also talk about National Wine Day. Um, talk about National Coffee oh, Day. Because um, all of those things are things that relate to carpets. Because if that gets on your carpet, um, it ain't coming out. But we can help you with that. Uh, so once you you can get creative in the way it connects, but you do have to make sure that you explain it and are able to connect it. We're not going to post about popcorn, National Popcorn Day on a carpet cleaning service. Use your vacuum. You will be able to get it out and it's going to be fine. Um, but if it's something that could stain it, sure, we can talk about it then because that's something that we help do. We help get out stains. So I'm looking up how some of these holidays got started. And a lot of them are actually brands who started them. 
So things like National Cupcake Day and National Tape Measure Day, um, a lot of these just came from like IHOP created one of them. Um, and just it's a lot of brands who are saying like, we're just going to make this a day and it becomes a day. <laughs> So, uh, branding, marketers, geez. So how big of a company do you have to be in order to have, have enough pull to make an, your own national holiday? I suppose if, if you can get it tre- trending on social media, it doesn't matter how big you are, mm-hmm. right? Well, and those lists too that like list the national holidays, I'm sure there's somewhere that maybe you can, can submit because I know like for today, yeah. there was like three things for today. Yeah, they were b- weird ones. There it was, was like National Pie Day. Um, yeah. It was National... What is it? The 23rd. So it was National Pie Day. There was National Handwriting Day. And then it's also apparently Measure Your Feet Day. So it's like 10 holidays stacked up on one day. And I think it's just because people keep adding and adding to it. um, And it just keeps growing. What about actual holidays? MLK Day, 4th of July, Memorial Day. Are there other holidays like from this Holiday Insights site that are on those same days and is it worth posting an alternate holiday post on those days or are you better off just not posting anything if you're not celebrating the the big holiday on that day yeah that's such a good question i think it's really hard to know because there is like you had mentioned earlier pat like there's so much clutter out there because everyone just posts you know Happy Thanksgiving, blah, 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 blah. And it's just always the same thing. I think if you can come up with a post that's clever, like if you were to showcase not just saying happy holidays, but like it features like everyone, like your family that works for the company or things like that will stand out among that versus just your standard post. So I think doing things like that can really make you do, if you're going to do something, make it stand out with something like that. Yeah, don't, um, don't just kind of half it and like, only kind of be like, oh, yeah, I should uh, post something about 4th of July and you post your standard basic happy 4th of July text or maybe it's just a picture of a flag or something like that. And once again, in particular, if that doesn't match the brand that you've already created online and if it doesn't look like the other content that you're creating and doing, that's going to not do as well because it's just going to be like, well, what is this? Like, And it looks like something that you felt like you were obligated or had to post. Is that is there is there a negative to posting say say 4th of July for instance. Is there a negative to putting just a simple happy 4th of July and you find a a stock image of of an American flag. Like there's not there's nothing to it. You literally say happy 4th of July, happy independence day and post a flag. Is there is there a is that bad to do? I wouldn't say there's a negative, but there's certainly no positives, in my opinion. That's really all you're doing at that point is kind of wasting your own time. Um, Because if you're going to if you're putting something out online, you want to make sure that it's good because it's representing either if you're your business, you are branding yourself. If you're branding your company or your organization, you want to make sure that that content is good. And as we're going through a time where Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, those algorithms are changing and they're pushing up content that is more authentic and real, according to them, you want to make sure that the content that you're pushing out to your brand is authentic and real and matches you and looks good because that's what people are going to react and respond to. And at the end of the day, isn't that what you want to put out? You want to put out good content. You don't want to just put content out to put content out, in my opinion. 
Um, part of this article that I'm reading, and I'll post this in the show notes on our website, is a lot of brands are jumping on those national holidays because it helps your SEO from a search perspective. So when people are that those searches go up, your brand has some type of tie in with that, especially with Twitter, because that's all open source. So that's a big reason why people are jumping on it. And the other thing, too, that um, brands I've noticed a lot more doing, I love following like um, Wendy's and Arby's and stuff like that Mm -hmm. on Twitter. But for like National Kiss a Ginger Day, um, Jimmy John's was flirting with Wendy's on Twitter (laughs) and using the hashtag National Kiss a Ginger Day. Yeah. So different ways brands can like integrate, even though like Jimmy John's has nothing to do with that. But they make themselves part of it in a really clever, strategic way by flirting with Wendy's on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, that's awesome. One, having that authentic kind of like reaction and then mm-hmm. that's good for Wendy's. Wendy's can respond back and you can start a dialogue. And at the end of the day, that's what social media hopefully is kind of for. Well, that's going to catch people's attention because yep. pe- people love to see that kind of snarky back and forth, especially when it's brands that that kind of puts a face to the brand and you just get a little sense of personality whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of the other posts don't necessarily have that same that same type of of feel to them um a few days ago i saw this all over twitter because again wendy's is genius um it was national roast me day and so wendy's basically put a tweet out saying like you know, come at us, we'll roast you, national, national roast me or whatever day. And so all of these brands and just people started um, going into it with them. And it was so funny. I'll put some of these um, responses on there. But like Victory Records said, we need you to roast us. And Wendy says back, and we need somebody to pick up this leftover stack of samplers from the early 2000s. It's all emo AOL minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this Alexander guy who his profile pictures him just with like a small mustache said, come at me, Wendy's. And Wendy says back, hit us up when your beard grows in national roast day. So like they totally took it to a whole new level. Yeah. Can you imagine being the social media manager or the team on that one and just being able to say some of that that stuff for a day? Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, so there's a Twitter account called like it's like the national account for beef, like the meat. And they said, we're usually the king of roast. But today is your day, Wendy's. So let us have it. And Wendy says back, we made you famous. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but just like stuff like that, like jumping in in a way that's authentic and people want to engage with it. Again, is going back to that authentic word you use, like yeah. just so perfect. That's that's an interesting one on Twitter with with Wendy's because it's. It's just, it literally is about conversation. It's not a, here, happy National Roast Day post with a picture of, you know. Roast beef or something like that. Roast beef, yeah. I guess that would be Arby's, but yeah. It's literally inviting conversation and and they, Mm -hmm. they're they're a big enough brand where they can, you know, they can get that conversation and and keep up with it. But Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great point too. Like when you think of roast, roast beef, you think of Arby's and Wendy's is taking all of the you know, PR right now for this with theirs. So it's just, it's a really cool way to incorporate it. Oh, sorry. I have one more. I have to read this one's too funny. Um, Do you guys remember Orida potatoes? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they said, Hey, Wendy's hit us with your best tot. And Wendy says the freezer burn you collect when everyone forgets about you. Isn't enough? Question mark. Oh my God. (laughs) National roast day. Wendy's a savage. Oh my gosh. Oh, these are so good. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit more about the, like, this is obviously the fun side of it, where you're able to engage in really great conversations. But what happens when you, a brand decides to engage in a conversation they absolutely shouldn't be a part of? 
and the PR that goes on behind that. So let's say you're a brand and you post something about, let's say it's MLK Junior Day or 4th of July, and you get a ton of backlash. What is the best way to respond to those messages? Do you take it down? What is What should that look like? That's a great question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One that I've been uh, very fortunate at this point to not have ever um, experienced in my career. Um, I think people have different opinions about taking it down or not, um, in particular, because sometimes once it's done, it's done, and stuff stays on the internet forever. Someone screenshots it, and then it's deleted. Then it's like, oh, now you're trying to cover your tracks. Um, yeah, but then you keep it up like it invites more of that kind of conversation into there too so I feel like either way yeah um I definitely think that it's always good to respond once it gets to a certain like point if it's one person um unfortunately at the end of the day people on social media are are either really 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 happy or really 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 mad uh, no I always <laughs> no. I always joke that when you get a review, it's either five stars and they love you and they're going to use you forever, or it's a one star and they say, "I wish I could give you zero stars." You're like, "Okay, well, this is kind of extreme, one or the other." Yeah, I'm not uh, going to post a meh review. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were <laughs> time right. for that. Like yeah. A three star, like, really? Yeah. Um, so you have to expect that at the end of the day, not everyone is going to be happy with everything that you do. Um, if it gets to a point, though, where this is like your inbox is kind of blowing up with people that are upset, that I think is when you kind of need to go into a little bit. And I don't want to say crisis mode, but you kind of have to hunker down a bit and say, OK, like what was wrong? What can we get from these messages? What can we learn from this situation? And how do we respond and let people know that, hey, we hear you and we respect what you have to say and here's how we're moving well, forward take ownership of it like yeah yeah i we posted that we kind of effed up we're gonna take it down here's our statement saying why we did what we did and we're gonna own up to it i think yep. that's the biggest thing is people are so scared to like mess up and i mean you have to obviously be sensitive with certain things but if you do, like, admit it. Because if you try to cover it up, you will get blasted online. Yeah, yeah. And people make people make mistakes. You think that something is, like, good and okay and you thought of every angle. And maybe you didn't. And you, once again, you have to acknowledge mm-hmm. that you missed this. Like, we have learned. We understand. Here's what we're doing moving forward mm-hmm. to better understand and learn from our mistakes. And you move on from there. And... Social media will remember, but it also moves very quickly. So next day, there will be someone else who is getting dragged (laughs) for some other thing. And that's what the internet is going to focus on. Yeah, for better or for worse, we move on very quickly. But what about, you said if it's just one person saying something, you may or may not have to address it. I mean, if it's a legitimate concern, yeah, you want to respond to somebody. But at what point do you decide to respond or if one person complains is that is that the trigger in your head to say maybe we need to draft a response in case because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the power of social media one person says something and then all of a sudden 5,000 people are are on board with it and so you don't want to mm-hmm. go from one to 5,000 without having something something mm-hmm. kind of ready right yeah I guess it depends on who it is like I'm thinking about for most of my clients um 
if someone doesn't like something, it's like, oh, I don't like this kind of car. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> thank you for commenting that. Um, thank you for adding to the conversation. We're going to move on. Um, it's not anything that isn't necessarily going to draw um, 5,000 other people or even any of their other like friends or anything to comment on said post um, and move along with that. Um, I guess you would just have to think about the context of the situation, who it is that's replying and responding. Is this someone that is well known in the community that is taking issue with something that you've created for content? Uh, maybe then at that time, then you need to start thinking about and you need to respond and address. Um, but if you're just a typical business and it's a typical person that is replying and doesn't like what you're posting and it's something pretty basic, not everyone's going to like everything. And that's okay. I think it is good whenever you start doing social media to have some type of PR strategy. And that sounds like really intense, like this crazy document, but it really can just be like a one page that says, okay, if we do have an issue on social media, what are like the three steps we're going to do to try to handle that? And maybe step one is we're going to, if it's something, you know, and you could even have a scale. So like, this is a 10, like this is really bad. We need to, we're gonna sit down with our team, we're gonna discuss what happened, we're gonna figure it out, and then we're gonna draft a response, and we're gonna post that and reply back with that. And then we're gonna say something like, hey, we're gonna hide the comment, or we're deleting this comment because it, you know, this isn't appropriate, but we still want to address what's going on, so we'll post that on the page. So I think having something in place so when those issues happen, it's not like, Oh crap! What do we do? 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 Yeah, it's and it doesn't have to be set in stone, but it's just a a, an easy plan you can follow. So when things do happen, you're semi prepared and your team's prepared. Sure, and it's not like running around with like chickens with your head cut off is the best way to describe it. Well, and taking think really taking the time and thinking about it. Obviously, you want to be timely, and you don't want it to be like five weeks later, and all of a sudden then you're like, hey guys, uh, remember that thing that happened a couple weeks ago because then you're just dragging up the mud um, when you don't need to mm -hmm. uh, but taking the time to really sit and think and plan a response and make it good not just throwing up something really quick right after um, and also not making uh, like boulders out of little pebbles like you have to think about the context of the situation and maybe it doesn't necessarily warrant a response. Uh, sometimes I think people can be really quick to jump on the defense and it's like, someone was just sharing their opinion on something. This isn't anything that you have to uh, get worried about. This is what happens on social media is you're creating that dialogue and discussion and sometimes people will be excited and happy to join the conversation and other people will not have nice things to say and that's okay um but yeah going in with a plan but taking taking some of the time I actually have through. a um a crisis communication plan that I put together for another client so I'll we'll post this on the website so you guys can read through it um again it's just one page but it gives you like actual examples of like hi blank you know please give us a call at blank blah 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 um, here's our link to our press release regarding the statement so it just kind of gives you an overview of things to share um, if you have an issue like that. But I think, yeah, the biggest thing is don't 
respond out of anger. <laughs> yeah. Can light a fire. Well, and, and know when to take it offline. Like, like that statement that you just read said, mm-hmm. please call us or give us your DM us your email so we can have an offline conversation, something like that. There, there are times when you need to have a public response that other people can see. But if it's just one or two really angry people that you need to talk with, don't go back and forth with them on comments and threads and stuff online because that just gives more and more people the chance to to jump in when it's an issue that you can solve, you know, with a few emails or a phone call. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing too I'll say is always check on who's commenting on your things because that's a big thing that I've noticed. Um, this has happened a few times, um, only a few thankfully um, in my social media career. But a lot of the times we'll have comments from people saying like something really negative about their experience and you pull up their profile and one, they're a bot. Yep. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to delete this comment because this isn't even a real person. Or two, we will look up their name in our client system and they're not even a real customer. And you just you can do some digging. Obviously, with social media, you can do a lot of digging. Maybe they end up working for a competitor, let's say. Yep. Um, again, social media, you can find out a lot more. So if you're trying to do that, people will find out. But if you see things like that, you can respond with, you know, hey, you mentioned that you came in for a oil change and you had a bad experience, but your name is not listed in our database. Do you go by something else? Please give us a call so we can make this right. And people reading those comments will see, okay, this person is just blasting the page because of whatever They're reason. They're trying to probably get something too. If it's not like a competitor. Yeah, or something for free. Yep, yeah. You see that a lot on reviews too, like Google reviews or Amazon Absolutely. reviews or something like that. And it's good when you see companies that jump in and say, are, are you sure you bought our product because <laughs> we don't recognize your name sort of, sort of thing. And mm-hmm. just being present and at least addressing it in a, in a, fairly quick and succinct way is is a good signal to other people seeing it too. Yeah, well, if it's a review or a recommendation like on Google, um, we always recommend that it's good to respond like to the good ones, just like, and you have to respond sometimes to the bad ones too. And that, like, it isn't fun. It's not fun. Community management isn't always fun, uh, but it is important because that's what builds like that brand relationship. Um, and you're building the relationship between the people that already really like you. And you're trying to build up that relationship with people that maybe didn't have such a great experience. And now you have the opportunity to try and make it better if it is a genuine customer. So we have Chad sitting in with us. He's just checking out what we're doing on the podcast today. And he's going to jump in. He's one of our digital project managers. And he has a really good story because this whole conversation has turned into like crisis communication and management. Yeah. And Target, oh, and I love Target so much, so it hurts to hear this, but do you want to tell your Target story? Yeah, so, so Target, a um, few years ago, if everyone can remember, Target had a huge issue when they decided to be all more inclusive with their, their bathroom policy, and it caused a huge um, storm on social media. People were very upset. People were very encouraging, um, but where were they going to to gather to discuss this, essentially. And there was a guy out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, come to find out who, he started a Target page. Uh, I think it was called Target um, Help Center. His Helps, own Target his Facebook His own page. Target Facebook page. Help Center, one word. He branded it well, just went on the internet, stole a bunch of Target imagery, <laughs> what have you. And being that Help Center was in the title, when you start to search Target so that you can go and yell at them, he would populate first. So people would get on, they'd write comments, and we're talking like some of the, the nastiest comments in the world. 
And this guy just took it under his wing to to answer the way he felt was appropriate. And he went very much along the lines that we see Wendy's on Twitter, where where they're they don't really care uh, how they how they come off. They're after being funny. They they'll make fun of you. They'll roast you. And, and that's how this guy proceeded to to han- handle this for Target in uh, in the name of Target without their blessing. Um, and I think it. I'm pretty sure it went on for like 48 hours or something. And there were tens of thousands of comments generated, hundreds of likes um, and shares. Uh, he made national news, if I remember correctly. Wow. And Target had to, I can't quite remember how they handled this situation. I think they released an official statement that, uh, that uh, you know, apologized for, for what had happened. <laughs> this is not the Target This is not center. the Target. Um, I can't remember, <laughs> right? I can't remember if they got behind it at all and were like, but you know, this is how we feel obviously because we changed our policy. All that to be said, if you don't have a good handle on what your brand looks like, if you don't you know, get all those names available to your brand, someone could take advantage of this for their own comedic efforts um, and use your brand to put themselves on a whole new level while destroying yours. I just, I, I remember you told me that story before and I was like, what? <laughs> ouch, ouch. And that's a really good point. Like, even if you don't think you're going to use that handle claim it if it has your name in it because you know you have no clue like target help center that you know common sense would say you'd probably want something like that but who knew someone would have taken it over like that either we covered a lot of different topics today uh we started with you know wendy's roasting us on twitter and then we jumped into crisis communication with target so (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is how podcasting goes um so all the links we talked about in today's episode all the different things we'll, we'll list on our website in the show notes section at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP70 this is our 70 uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already to the Social Feed Podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered to you every Wednesday thank you all and we'll see you next week thanks guys The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis based artist John Atwell <laughs>